Hi, welcome to Leadership in Shots. Today we talk about narcissism and narcissistic leadership and what that means to us. We talk about the manifestation of narcissism at workplaces, in relationships, and even at home. So we call this episode Mirror Mirror on the Wall. We reach you every fortnight with new episodes and nuggets on leadership that might urge you to think about yourselves, your own leadership styles, and how you impact those around you. For more, do visit my blog at www.muktakamplikar.com and my articles at my LinkedIn handle, Dr. Mukta Kamplikar, and follow my Facebook work page at facebook.com slash Mukta. We are at Zankar Studio. So today I have with me Deepak Sathe, who is an enthusiast, an aware citizen, a keen and curious learner, besides being an entrepreneur and a businessman operating out of Pune. Hello, Deepak. Hi, Mukta. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. I find narcissism showing in many places, cafes and regular conversations we have. Hmm. We hear this term more often these days than we did before. You are being a narcissist. <laughs> we also see many more reels and videos on social media handles with advice around narcissistic people, be it relationships or working relationships. Hmm. I am curious, who is a narcissist? So I completely agree with you. It has gained a lot of importance. We are hearing a lot more about narcissism and also that narcissism itself is increasing in our society. So to me, narcissism is an extreme involvement with self to the degree that it makes a person ignore the needs of anybody around them. While everyone may show occasional narcissistic behavior, true narcissists frequently disregard others and their feelings completely. They also do not understand the effect of their behavior on other people. And here at Leadership in Shots, we talk about narcissism because we have a lot of narcissistic, very inspiring leaders around us. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but we find them in our work environments, our families, in the society at large, and even in cafes, as you mentioned. Since I mentioned cafes, mm -hmm. I recall someone I know and meet every day who continuously talks about himself. Mm -hmm. and his achievements, mm -hmm. and also attracts a lot of attention. Though he irritates a few of us, some people actually like him a lot. I wonder if there's, that's being narcissistic. Yeah, so you're right. Narcissistic people can be very popular as well, which is why we're talking about it today as well. People who show signs of narcissism can often be very charming and charismatic. And that's the tricky part. They often don't show their negative behavior right away, especially mm. in relationships. There are many people who show narcissism in common surroundings like cafes. They often like to surround themselves with people who feed their ego. They build relationships to reinforce their ideas about themselves. And, and their relationships with these other people uh, are very superficial. And today's subject is narcissistic leadership. Why do you think it is important to talk about this? Hmm. Uh, yeah, so these narcissistic leaders are actually very inspiring people. And uh, they also, some of them, shape the future. Like if you talk about leaders like Napoleon or Roosevelt, uh, who determined the social agenda in their times, or uh, men like Andrew Carnegie, or Rockefeller, Edison, Henry Ford. So they exploited new technologies and restructured the industry. So, so these are the people who also had a dark side. And uh, like Freud noted, there is a dark side to narcissistic leadership as well. 
like um, it's it's funny i talk about this executive at oracle who describes his narcissistic ceo larry ellison as uh, uh, he says the difference between god and larry is that god does not believe he's larry <laughs> <laughs> and that observation is quite amusing but it's also very troubling and not surprisingly most people think of narcissists in a primarily negative way but right. but 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 data also suggests that these people uh, have made uh, very big changes and made things happen in organizations and so it's important to uh, to understand narcissism as a phenomenon um, and and the way a narcissistic leader operates and how to deal with a narcissistic leader and also understand the term narcissist mm. where does it come from when i was young we had a story of a flower called narcissus mm. does it have anything to do with it Oh yes, the very famous myth of Narcissus and Echo. So Echo was a nymph, and she was destined a fate that she could only repeat sounds and the last words of other people. So one day she spots this uh, very handsome man called Narcissus, and she follows him through the woods. But she can't speak without repeating his words. So Narcissus ends up rejecting her, and when Narcissus rejects her. then god's fate narcissus that he could never have anything that he loved one day when narcissus was hunting he goes to uh, get a drink and then he bends down and he looks at his own reflection and he's so awed by this person that he sees in the reflection that he just can't move he tries to grab the image but he can't uh, which makes him more and more infatuated so narcissus stays there at the river bank without sleep or food mm-hmm. and then he gets wasted and it becomes the flower uh, the narcissus the flower of narcissus as they call it yeah. so so it, it's like he rejects echo he can't have what he loves and then because he falls in love with his own reflection uh, he gets wasted looking at himself that's the story of the narcissus and echo and that's where the term narcissism comes from that's fascinating but tell me how do we spot a narcissistic person is there a test are there some conspicuous characteristics oh many 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 so the first one uh, that i'd like to talk about is uh, this whole grandiose sense of self importance so it's not just arrogance or vanity it's grandiosity an unrealistic sense of superiority so they believe that they are unique or special and they can only be understood by other special people so that's mm-hmm. one of the very important characteristics the other one is that they are self glorifying they live in fantasy they live in delusions of their own grandeur mm-hmm. success power brilliance attractiveness an ideal love all of this makes them feel very special and in control of themselves mm-hmm. the other one which is um, which you see every now and then is that they need uh, constant praise and admiration and you see a lot of people around us who need that and uh, they might be at the lower end of narcissism but they mm. are they are people who um, who love to surround themselves with other people who admire them or praise them or mm. uh, you know keep their ego inflated that's the other characteristic they also have a sense of entitlement they believe that uh, favorable treatment is due to them mm. they truly believe that they should 
get whatever they want and need at any point in time. And if they don't, they selfishly ask for it. Mm-hmm. They also exploit others without any guilt or shame. Um, it's 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 an interpersonal exploitation that is uh, sometimes it's malicious, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's just simply oblivious to the fact that they're exploiting other people. They simply don't think that their behavior affects others. They are very mm-hmm. hurtful at times. They frequently demean, intimidate, bully, belittle other people, mm-hmm. and and. Also, sometimes they engage in what we call as uh, emotionally manipulative behavior. Manipulative behavior. Can you say some more about this? I'm curious. Any examples that you might want to share? So, uh, yeah, particularly in um, intimate relationships, for example, if uh, you confront a narcissist, uh, they become very defensive. They might deny your reality or recollection of events, and they might use phrases like. Uh, uh you must be losing your mind uh, it didn't happen like that so they deny anything that you say and this is an example of what we call as gaslighting behavior this is called narcissistic gaslighting the other one is what we call as love bombing if you think back uh, to the beginning of your relationship where things feel like a fairy tale perhaps your partner is showering you with gifts and affection and professes his or her love to you very fast and early on um they provide you with a lot of attention at all hours of the day and this stage of the relationship is called love bombing during which a narcissist uses your affection and attention against you in order to control you mm. so that's called as love bombing it's very interesting the other manipulative behavior is called triangulation uh where where the person tries to bring in a third person into conflict to benefit them this form of manipulation can be done with a relationship or a friendship or even even at the workplace uh, when a boss or a coworker brings a third party into a conflict to encourage them to take their side or to deflect from their own actions so that's that's another kind of manipulative behavior so we see uh, people playing the victim sometimes being revengeful mm. is that also narcissistic behavior absolutely when someone uh, with narcissism feels wronged they often go into revenge seeking mode they also play the victim sometimes after engaging in vengeful behaviors they turn the sympathy and attention onto themselves they might do so by saying that they were the ones who were being hurt or being manipulated by the other person when actually they are doing it they also um, sometimes uh, project their feelings of anger uh, onto other people for example a narcissist who is projecting may believe that someone else is angry when in reality they are the one who is angry but are uncomfortable with that feeling this may also be evident in romantic relationships in the form of accusing a partner of cheating when in fact they are the ones being unfaithful do they also try to win a person back yeah of course we call that hoovering hoovering takes place when a narcissist attempts to win a person back and this is uh, comparable to the love bombing stage that i was talking about earlier in that the narcissist may employ similar tactics like showering a person with gifts and praise and or, or liking their post on facebook for example or uh, you know doing things to please that person or sending uh random uh, 
text messages sporadically so that the person gets sucked back into the former relationship that they had with the narcissist. So these are some of the manipulative behaviors of a narcissist that uh, we need to be aware of. And, uh, and, and these really help us spot a narcissist. Mukta, you have been quite a proponent of self-love in your poetry and self-help books. Hmm. In one of your books, there is a chapter on self-love where you say that self-love is important. And we hear that it is important to have self-love even for maintaining your confidence, self-esteem, etc. Mm. So where do we draw the line? When does it really become narcissism, a disorder? When do we know that it is now harmful to self and others? I think that's a great question, Deepak. And uh, it does come uh, in various forums. So when we talk about self-love, it's about loving our frailty, our vulnerability, our flaws. It's beyond what we call self-esteem. Self-esteem is still about self-evaluation. But in self-love, we totally accept ourselves. Um, whereas in narcissism, we can't tolerate being wronged or criticized. Uh, this is why narcissists are defensive and hypersensitive. But when they receive admiration and attention, they are very happy like little children. Self-love makes us humble. We have no need to parade behind a facade or false pride. Nor do we idealize and aggrandize ourselves or deny or hide our weaknesses and flaws. But in narcissism, we do so. And not just that, but like bullies, narcissists actually deal with their inner shame. Um, and, and that is what makes them relentlessly critical of other people. They can dish out criticism, but they cannot take it themselves. Their bragging and grandiosity is basically their own insecurity and inability to deal with their own flaws. To compensate for their shortcomings, they want to associate with high-status people, institutions, and, and harbor disdain for those seen as inferior. In a narcissist's world, things are black and white. They don't respect grace. They believe they're always succeeding or failing. And their mood fluctuates accordingly. They make no room for mistakes or mediocrity. And they also fly into rage. Mm -hmm. In contrast, if you look at self-compassion and self-love, it enables us to accept ourselves for our shortcomings and empathize with others. So that's, that's, uh, that's the real difference. Thank you, Mukta. It was indeed wonderful talking to you on this fascinating subject. Our audience will definitely understand how to spot a narcissist. In the next episode, I would like to talk to you about how to deal with one. Absolutely. And thank you, Deepak. It was indeed wonderful talking to you as well. And I look forward to catching up with you again with Mirror Mirror on the Wall Part 2. Thank you. <laughs>